0: Good. Wonderful. And uh, good evening. We're glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Good to see you uh, and uh, good to see familiar faces and many of you and new faces. That is always a blessing and encouragement. And uh, Pastor, thank you for the opportunity. Very grateful. And uh, thank you for allowing us to, to be here. Um, first of all, I want to uh, thank you for uh, your faithful support for us and and uh, thankfully thankful that your pastor supports us now in your church and i just couldn't go anywhere else so it was it was done but um thank you for your faithfulness your your support is always a blessing your prayers uh, most of all and um, we're very grateful for that so thank you for your faithfulness and man we're just so happy for you and i did not know you had had this change of course this is new for you and this building and the opportunity of uh, the change from one building to this one and Boy, I'm happy for you. So, congratulations to all of you. I know it's exciting for you, and uh, trust God is to contain a bless. And um, this is a wonderful crowd for Wednesday night. And I know there's a lot of activities and teachers and children. And so, um, wow, this is wonderful. The Lord needs this church in Preble County, and He needs. The Lord is using you in a mighty way, and we know what Preble County's like, and they need a lot of help. And uh, so. Um, Similar to Dark County, but uh, right there together with you. But uh, wow, congratulations to you. This is just wonderful and beautiful, and praise God for what he's done. Um, just to share a little bit about what uh, the Lord is doing in Nicaragua, we thank God for his uh, blessing, of which my wife and I are so thoroughly grateful for. Of course, she is not here. Uh, she is in Greenville, uh, just up the road, but our son is there, and uh, she's at the church there in Greenville this evening. And of course, we'll return on uh, next Tuesday. We have meetings on Sunday, and then we'll make our way back. And uh, these are those last-minute things you try to get in before you uh, before you leave and you take off. And uh, but uh, just to share with you a little bit about what the Lord is doing, we were in Nicaragua now for over a little over a year and a half. Uh, we arrived there September of uh, twenty-one, and uh, the Lord has blessed in just a tremendous way. Uh, it's amazing what the Lord has done in such a short time, and uh, which we're grateful for. We were uh, initially going to start with a ministry there, uh, Project 14, a ministry that I had visited uh, in 2018 when God began to work at my heart uh, for the country of Nicaragua. And uh, we were going to get our start. Uh, we were going to start, um, I guess we could say in a small way, but with big goals that we wanted God to do in the future, and we wanted to take what that ministry had accomplished and, and replicate that throughout the country. We were truly liked what was, the Lord was doing there and uh, but i know this when you when you give something small to god god can take it and make it something big there's no question and and the lord did that we um the month before we moved there of 21 things began to change within the ministry and director resigned and as time went on we began to see what the lord was doing but um i do know this and i'm i thank god for it but i do know this if the lord had not had sent would not have sent a missionary or somebody there at the moment that he did, not just us, but anybody, um, it would have folded. But uh, the Lord has, has used us, of which we're grateful for. We've uh, been able to take this ministry called Project 14. Uh, started about 12 years ago and uh, with a church in the mountain region of Matagalpa in Nicaragua. And uh, we have um, a church there, a Bible college, and church plants, uh, several church plants throughout Nicaragua, 20 pastors that are within that ministry. Uh, that we work with, we train, we equip. Uh, the Bible College, about 21 students in our college, graduated three in November, and uh, we're uh, looking forward to new ones coming in this coming uh, February. February 27th is our first day of classes. Uh, their school runs March to November, and a different cycle, but uh, that's their school year. But uh, the Lord has just put something very special and an opportunity and just placed it in our hands and uh, to take it and, and as God leads us and uses us there. He's given us a great opportunity. And with our, our thrust, our, our goal is church planting, planting churches throughout Nicaragua. Uh, God has given us just a beautiful opportunity to do that in a very big way right now. And uh, we have th- um, six graduates that are in churches that have been planted, uh, four new church plants that are going on right now. Um, two of our graduates this coming year were already pastoring churches, have already started. And uh, we're looking forward to these new ones coming out and going and starting churches. And so it's an exciting thing what the Lord has done. And the souls are being saved. The harvest truly is ready. It's ripe. Um, people are receptive. People listen. Um, you, can, you know what it's like. I'm sure in Uganda, uh, you can sit all day to talk to people and uh, witness and soul winning. People listen. They're receptive. They take the tracks. They don't throw them away. Um, it's a refreshing thing to see. And uh, God is truly opened the hearts of people there. And uh, one of the things, of course, that we are also very happy about, the Lord is using uh, with the the opportunity of the ministry God has given us uh, comes with a great responsibility and uh, that God has put on us and God has provided in, a, in an amazing way. Um, every month we see God's provision and uh, taught our students how to fast and pray. And they've been fasting, they fasted and prayed. Uh, in October, as we close out the school year, and God gave us enough money for the food to finish the year, and uh, God just—it's—it's it's a work of faith. It's a ministry of faith that God is doing. But uh, our ministry budget is about six thousand dollars a month uh, to to handle the ministry, the property. We have two properties there uh, that God has given to us to maintain and to keep keep going. Uh, the Bible College, the the um, the buildings that are on those properties, and uh, twenty five hundred dollars to feed kids for a month, um, 500 a week, it, uh, they eat a lot, and uh, so we try to feed them, try to keep them fed, and uh, so God has provided all those needs. But one thing we're very happy about, about three, four years ago, uh, the man who uh, founded this ministry uh, planted um, about 15,000 coffee trees and owned the property there with the goal and the, the idea of the coffee being able to sustain the ministry one day. And um, we had a church team come in July and visit us and saw what we were trying to do there with the coffee and the trees. And so they, don- they donated some money and we went and bought 5,000 more trees. And so we about we have about 20,000 coffee trees. And um, But last year at this time, or last fall, I guess, a year ago, we were trying to think how how in the world are we going to get this coffee to the states and uh, to even produce the, the revenue that we, we need, and uh, we could not get involved in the exporting and all of that. But God put people together, and, uh, and God put our, the founder of this ministry with a lady in North Carolina where he lives, A uh, has a coffee roasting business, coffee business, and she gets her coffee from the same town we live in, and uh, she allowed us to take our coffee. We processed, was our first harvest last year, and uh, put our coffee with hers, and and get it to the United States. And so the Lord worked a miracle there. So I have coffee with me tonight. This is miracle coffee right here. And uh, that it is here in the United States. And uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful, wonderful coffee. Uh, how many like Chick-fil-A? Yeah, do you like Chick-fil-A? Right. That's Christian chicken. not if you know that or not. That's Christian chicken. But this is holy coffee. Okay? This is holy coffee. Very good for you. A lot of antioxidants in it and uh, it'll be beneficial to your health and it's something you can enjoy every every morning but uh, we we it's 16 dollars a bag if you go on blackrifle.com you've heard of black rifle coffee if you go on blackriflecoffee.com and try to get coffee you get fresh roast the same way with this it's 15.99 so just a penny more you get you get holy sanctified coffee okay right here so that's all it is so 16 dollars a bag that goes toward the Bible college. That's, that's our, our number one goal right now. And that's the video will show, give you a little insight to what the Lord's doing through the college. But, um, all of that goes toward, um, the funds for the, for the college. And as we begin this new year, uh, be very beneficial to us. So go by the table, get you a bag of coffee. There's a photo of our students back there as well that are in the, uh, Coffee plantation, where the trees are they 're standing there, you can go by and take a look. get you a, a bag of coffee. How many like coffee? you really enjoy coffee? Oh wow, a lot of people wonderful and uh, we have we have plenty have should have plenty of coffee for you tonight, but uh, take cash check, um, apple pay um, if you can 't pay for it tonight, tell your pastor he 'll pay for it, and then you can <laughs> you can pay him back later, okay? <coughs> we normally do credit card my wife. I drove off and I forgot she normally has, she has a square, she uses a credit card thing and does it that way, but we, we I don't have that with me tonight, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy and get you some coffee this evening. So uh, we'll get ready for the video, and uh, it's about two minutes long and you'll get a little idea of the college. Global Bible University is a ministry to Project 14 at the Galpa Nicaragua. Twelve years ago, a church layman named Ken McCoy had a vision for creating a Bible college to train national church planters in Nicaragua. After working with several pastors across America, Project 14 at Global Bible University was founded for that specific purpose. Throughout the past several years, this ministry has graduated young men and women to go out and serve Jesus Christ. Currently, there are 10 young men pastoring churches throughout Nicaragua that are GBU graduates. At Global Bible University, our focus is to accomplish five things. First, to encourage the students to maintain a strong walk with the Lord and to develop their character and self-discipline. Second, to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. Third, to train them how to serve in the ministry to the local church. Four, to teach them foundational biblical principles and doctrine and five to train young men to be pastors and plant churches. All of the students are at the university from Monday evening to Friday morning every week but spend their weekends serving in their local churches outreach programs, children's ministries, and Sunday church services. Many of the young men are also pastoring or preaching in their own or home churches. During the week, the students have regular morning and night chapels, outreach opportunities, daily Bible classes taught by both nationals and visiting American pastors. In Nicaragua, the fields are wide to harvest, but the labors are few. We believe that God is raising up an army of young men and women to reach Nicaragua and Central America with the gospel. Please pray that God will continue to provide every need for Global Bible University through God's people as we continue to train young men and women to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. would turn your Bibles with me to the book of Acts, the book of Acts, uh, Acts chapter 20. And uh, we will be leaving on Tuesday. You pray for us, pray for safety as we travel. And uh, we still have to come in and out every three to four. We're trying to extend it this time. We put our tickets at five months uh, to come back in the middle of the summer. And, And so we planned that with our College break we'll come back for a couple of weeks and then go back again and until we get our residency so do pray that we will get that quickly and pray for the um, the government situation in Nicaragua they do allow missionaries and uh, which are very open to that they're open to religious freedom they're very um, um, difficult with the Catholics right now um, because the Catholics are political and uh, when they do that they don't like it and so they're very um, very uh, against them right now, and uh, closing um, many organizations, Catholic organizations. They've shut them down and seized their properties. But uh, as long as we don't get political, we're okay. And uh, so, do do pray that God will continue to keep everything open and flowing. And um, something special, I do want you to please pray for, and uh, very uh, very urgent prayer requests. We have uh, we have two containers. Uh, right now in Nicaragua, in Manawa. and uh, one is from Fellowship Track League. Uh, they sent it out last uh, last June. Uh, they sent that out to us, which has nine million tracks, uh, about twenty-five hundred Bibles, and Psalm uh, books. Just a lot of lot of things we can use for the college and for the pastors. And um, that is still being held uh, in the in the port at Manawa and just a lot of difficulties with uh, the government and uh, money. And uh, wanting more money, you know how those things work, I'm sure. And uh, so do pray. To, and then we also have a second container. Pastor Wallace Miller and Hamilton set down 18,000. John and Romans, their church did, and, uh, for our church plants. And uh, those are also in another container. So when the second one came, they really, you know, red flags went up and, and an opportunity for money. So tomorrow we have to send $2,500 uh, down there for both of those uh, total, but each some goes to the both of those containers, and we 're just praying that this will be the last and uh, the second one it's it 's going to take a miracle for them to release it they and i don 't know why they 're on this one and not the first one because they don't they, the government doesn 't want any religious material going in they 're afraid of propaganda and just anything like that, and so they just they just squash it all so do pray, please that uh, once they get this, um, they'll let it go. And uh, we can get a truck in there and get them delivered. And um, we, we need that. We, uh, tracks are just few and far between. We take as many as we can. When we come home, we go back. Um, but the, the material is just not there. Um, Bibles are few and far between. So we really, really need this and uh, to equip these pastors. There's 6.7 million people in Nicaragua, and we have 9 million tracks, So we have one for every person. And uh, so pray that we can get them there, get them to these churches, and the Bibles, and uh, get them distributed. So uh, again, you know, Satan will attack in these areas, and he knows what this can do. And uh, again, hearts are open to the gospel right now. I mean just open. And uh, all these tracts, God can do something very special with this. So, um, please pray. I know our God is greater; greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. And uh, we're praying that God will just work a miracle and the will of the Lord will be done. Acts chapter twenty. Would you turn there with me? Acts chapter twenty. And uh, just going to look at one verse together for the time that we have. And uh, just a verse. The Apostle Paul says in verse twenty-four. And uh, just the idea of this chapter. Uh, this is a a farewell. Uh, message that Paul gives to these people in Ephesus as he is making his way uh, to Jerusalem. Uh, There are those that will try to uh, discourage him from going and uh, keep him from going. He knows what can await him there. Uh, They know what will await him there uh, by going to Jerusalem. Of course, once he goes to Jerusalem, we understand, of course, that um, that is where he makes his way from there to Rome and ultimately the Uh, where he will end uh, his life. But in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, let's stand as we read the scripture together. As the Apostle Paul says these words, verse 24, he says this, but none of these things move me. He's speaking in reference to verse 23, talking about verse 22 and 23, going to Jerusalem and the bonds and afflictions that abide him there. But he says, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of a gospel of a grace of God. I think we can gather from verse 24, Paul had found something to live for and to serve bigger than himself. And as he makes this statement in verse 24, none of these things move me. I see your uh, themes on your pulpit and I've seen it different places. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Part of that being strong in the Lord is understanding our need to be grounded in Him. And verse before we pray, if you turn to Colossians, just one more verse. uh, The book of Colossians In Colossians chapter 1, verse 23, it says, If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, where have I, Paul, and made a minister? Verse 23, grounded and settled. And in verse 7 of chapter 2, it says, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. I'd like to speak tonight on the subject unmovable, unmovable. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for this opportunity tonight. Thank you for the church here and this body of believers who have met uh, together tonight, assembled together. Uh, thank you for what you're doing here. Thank you for this building you've given them and an opportunity to continue to grow and to reach Eaton and Preble County and Lord, you're using them. Thank you for pastor's wife and their faithfulness here and their family. Father, we just ask for your continued blessing here. Father, thank you for the scriptures. Thank you for the authority of the word of God. And I pray, Lord, tonight that you would help each of us as we look into the scriptures, that we would be more grounded, settled, established in the faith. And that, Father, that we could truly say... we. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what the days hold. But Lord, may we be able to declare as the Apostle Paul, none of these things move me. May we be unmovable as we serve. Guide us through this tonight, we pray. And may the Holy Spirit of God teach us and speak to us through your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. It's the beginning of a new year, of course. It's 2023, hard to believe how time flies, right? And uh, But as time goes by, we have no idea of the things that happen to us in this life. We have no idea what the future holds. We, we put everything into the hand of the Lord. And we move forward in faith, trusting and believing in what God will do in our life. Now understand this, that that does not mean when you give everything to the Lord and you put all of your faith in Him and your trust and you move forward in faith that everything always is going to be beautiful and wonderful and everything's always going to work out the way that we think that it should. Just some things happened the last couple of weeks and uh, kind of surrounding our two boys and uh, good friends of theirs, two of their, their best friends and, and good families are... Youngest son Nicholas just a week ago. Um, his family his the dad is a pastor, but his best friend names Paul, but his family's in New York or uh, New Hampshire. His dad's a pastor, a large family, but um, his younger brother been very very close all these years. Had a skiing accident and he was killed. It's a very dev- Twenty three years old, very young, and devastating uh, to the family. Difficult, difficult thing. And just this this week, um, what is today, on Monday, Monday it was, um, our Nathaniel, our middle son, he's a pastor in Pennsylvania, started a church a year and a half ago, and uh, he, one of his best friends, his family is a missionary in Guam, uh, the Klingamans. I don't know if you know, know them, but um, Caleb, the youngest son, him and his dad were swimming in the... Uh, waters there in Guam and Ocean, and they got, got caught in a rip current. And uh, both of them, was Caleb drowned, and the dad almost drowned. And, uh, but Caleb went home with the Lord, 19 years old. That's devastating. When I think about that, I, I, I just pause, and I say, God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for safety. Thank you for protection. I don't know what you're doing in their life, but you have a plan and purpose in that. That does not mean that God did not keep them safe and God did not protect them and they're doing something wrong. And No, no, God's doing something in their life. I don't know what it is, but we have an all-wise, sovereign God in heaven who knows it all and has a plan like we cannot even fathom. Don't ever doubt what God does in your life. Don't ever question those things that may come to you. I have no idea what this week holds. You have no idea what the rest of this week holds. But all we can do is put everything in the hand of God. And say, "God, my children are yours. My wife is yours. My family, my immediate, my, all my family is yours. My uh, the ministry is yours. The people that we work with are yours. Everything we have is yours." And may God make us more grounded in that truth, because those are things there that can happen in people's lives, even in ministry that can cause them to question and to doubt and to wonder what God is doing and why are we in the wrong place? Are we doing the wrong thing? Why even continue if these things are all going to happen? Listen, God called us to serve no matter what happens, no matter what blaze in our life or unfolds in our life, we must continue serving Christ. Paul said, none, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. Remember this one truth. We are not here forever. We're here for just a short time. But the time we have here is for eternity's sake. That's why we live that's why we have purpose, we have meaning because of Christ. and We live with eternity in view. And I want to give you just a few thoughts. I, these are challenges, I believe, uh, the Apostle Paul gives to us from this chapter as he challenges these people, uh, the people of Ephesus, here before he leaves. If you look over in verse 32, he says this, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace. Which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all of them which are sanctified. Build you up. That is a foundation built in Christ, built up in Christ, grounded in Christ, established in Christ, rooted in Christ. You understand something? This is a truth. Of course, we'll be going to Nicaragua next Tuesday. And, and um, when we land or even before we land, I'm going to see palm trees. I'm looking forward to that because that's going to mean maybe a little bit warmer weather. That's going to be wonderful to see palm trees again. And uh, that'll be great. But it's amazing with palm trees, the strength of those trees. Coconut tree. And those trees that endure such wind. We um, went through a hurricane in October. Came through on a Sunday. We were uh, in the southern region of Nicaragua. I was preaching had a location there, one of, our, one of our newer church plants. And we were there in the morning. Hardly anybody showed up, <clears throat> but uh, the hurricane was coming through. We, we met, we prayed together. And uh, then afterwards, we made our way to the capital city. I had a preaching engagement that night for, for a meeting. And we drove through a hurricane. It wasn't that strong of a hurricane. It became a tropical storm through that. But we drove through probably one of the most stupidest things in my life I ever did. But we drove through it and uh the wind and the rain and and the the mud f- coming off the sides of the hills and going you have to go over a mountain and down into the capital and and a uh, very foolish thing that we did, but we did it, we got through it, got into the city, and I could not wait to get to that church, you know, and just to be there. And I kept texting, are we having services tonight? Yeah, we're having services tonight, just the normal thing, I guess, for a hurricane. And get there, the place is full, and people are there, and like it's no big deal. But it was a big deal to us. And, uh, but man, those trees, I mean, they bend over, and, and the tops of them almost touch the ground, and they endure such wind. But you know the thing about a palm tree is this. The stronger the wind, the stronger the tree becomes. The stronger the winds, the stronger the tree becomes. May God help us to be like that. That no matter how strong the wind may blow in our life, it doesn't make us weaker. It doesn't make us break. But it makes us stronger. And It makes us stronger in the Lord as we continue to serve. Just a few things. One, remember when it comes to being grounded, being unmovable, unmovable. Number one, I believe Paul wanted to remind them in verse 32 of the grace of God. He says it also at the conclusion of verse 24. He says, I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He talks about the word of His grace. Aren't you glad for the grace of God? Where would we be without God's grace and to remember to remind ourselves over and over we only have what we have because of the grace of God and if you have anything tonight and you have money in the bank whether it's big or little or you had food to eat today you had a car to drive here I'm grateful we have a vehicle to drive we sold our vehicle the last time we were here and just didn't want it to sit around, so we sold it. So when we come home, we bum off our kids. That's always great when the kids get older; so you can bum off of them. But uh, but they they had, they have their own cars. They're in all different places now, which uh, they're all separated and and um, all different all throughout the country. But uh, had a man in our church up in Greenville uh, let us use his car while we're here and and to drive it wherever we want to. And I said I said Bob, we're gonna have a lot of miles on that thing, and we put over ten thousand miles in two months, uh, going from church to church in December and January. But, um, but it's, it's wonderful. It's a Lincoln. And I think, hey, I get a drive a Lincoln. Yeah, that's, a, that's just the grace of God. Those are things that God just puts in your life and you just think, thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for provision. Thank you for providing. It's all the grace of God. Um, we have areas in Nicaragua when uh, teams come and they visit. And uh, we had two this past summer come and visit and one of the things we do because we have a ministry at, at each of these locations that we have something continuously going on there but uh, but they're just landfills um, they're uh, garbage landfills, and where all the garbage from the city goes out to and it's where it's dumped and uh, there's communities all throughout those landfills that uh, that are surrounding it they live in it and and they live off of that they eat off of the garbage they recycle the garbage and if you want to see the poorest of the poor it's in these, in these communities. It's, it's devastating to see. But, and it truly grips people's hearts when they see it. And one of the things that you truly are reminded of is how good God has been to you and how grateful we need to be for what we have. And every time I'm there in those neighborhoods, whether it's at those locations or it's in just an area where we're soul winning, we go into homes and sit down and, and it's just dirt floors and, and just poor people. But listening to hearing the gospel, I, I always think, you know, who am I? I could have been born here. This could have been my life. But I was born in the States and born in the land of the free and home of the brave and all the things that we have here and the blessings we have. I know the country isn't what we always want it to be, but listen, you're blessed. You are blessed. We are a blessed people. A blessed people. Remember the grace of God in your life. Be grounded in that, unmovable in that grace. Don't ever get discontented. If you ever feel discontented, get on your knees and begin to thank God for what He's done for you. Don't get discontented. Don't get a spirit of ingratitude. Be grateful. Remember the grace of God. Number two, Paul said in verse 24, Also, he says, none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. Be grounded in grace. Number two, be grounded in a goal. What is your goal tonight? We all have goals. It's the the beginning of the year. Some people have goals at the beginning of the year and things that they want to achieve, want to have. And you may have had goals and you may have already not even achieved them already. It's February. You never know. He may have had a goal to die, and that could be all out the window by now. And we have these goals, we said, but Paul had a goal, and if you look at it in verse 24, it's just one word, finish. Finish. That's a good goal. I want to finish. We're here, one of the things that encourage us as we've been into uh, several churches as we've been here, and we've been doing that, trying to, make awareness of the Bible college, and of course, it was God's timing that we were here, and the coffee was here and ready to go, and that was a blessing to take it from church to church, and we've sold uh, probably over 500 bags of coffee um, in these last two months, and, and the Lord's blessed it, and we're grateful, And but go back over some of these churches. We had three new ones that we were in, and um, but the ones we go back over, we see familiar faces, and people that we've met before and we got acquainted with before, and to see them continuing, to see them still thriving and growing, and even those that are now doing things that they weren't doing before, and and growing in their faith, and and being more involved in the work of the Lord, that's an encouraging thing to see. I want to encourage you tonight. This is you, You have such a wonderful opportunity here at this church. This is a wonderful thing you have here at this building, what God has given to you, Would you just determine in your heart tonight, God, would you plant me here? Make me unmovable, no matter what happens. No matter what most difficult thing may come into my life, may I not be moved away from the goal that God has given to me. And not be moved away from the hope of the gospel. Not be moved away from what God has called me to do. God has called you here. God has placed you here. Don't let something somebody might say that you may not like and may get you disgruntled and go out the doors and go somewhere else. Life is too short to be moving around all over the place because we didn't like what someone said or like what someone did or didn't like what the pastor said or didn't like what he did. Didn't like that pain. I didn't like the way they built that. They didn't ask me about it. They didn't ask me about those steps. I don't know why they even put that there. Listen, life's too short for this. There's too much to do. Souls are dying on to hell every day. All over Eaton, all over Preble County, and we're worried about the most pettiest things in the world. Listen, be unmovable in one goal and say, God, help me to finish. Today could be the last day for us. Just trumpet could sound tomorrow. Lord, help me to finish. May that goal be the, the center of what we do. Uh, we have young people that come to our college for the week. We have two of our students came from um, Christian homes. From pa- their, their dad's a pastor. But the rest of them just come from broken homes. I mean broken homes, difficult homes, poor, and uh, single moms, and men in and out, and drunk, and fighting, and uh, just horrible, horrible lifestyles and home life they come from. When they go home, they come back on Monday, and you can see in their faces. They've had a rough, rough weekend. And they're discouraged. And we begin chapel and begin singing and preaching, and by Tuesday morning, they're they're back again, and they're ready to go. And they're back in the mood, back in the classes, and the Lord's working in their heart, and they go back for the same thing the next weekend. We start out with 28 students, and uh, two of them they messed up, but the others just one by one. You get a message on Monday, and you wonder where's so and so, and well, so and so's not coming back. And we had 21 at the end of the year, and it's devastating when one falls out. And but if they had any any excuse, any legitimate excuse, they've got it. They've got it. It'd be a legitimate excuse. But listen, settle in your heart. You're going to finish your course, and I like what Paul said. I want to finish it. With joy, with joy. You'll either be, you'll either the storms of life or the trials of life, and you've heard this as a cliche, but it's so true. Either they'll make you bitter or make you better. It's what you choose. You want to be a happy Christian? You know there'll be those that'll sit in the pews all their life and they'll finish, but they'll finish like this: bitter, angry. Always griping about something. May we finish with joy. Finish with joy. What an opportunity we have. What a great privilege we have to serve. And to serve the Lord Jesus. Thirdly, be grounded in grace. Be grounded in a goal. And Paul's thrust of his whole life, and may it truly, truly be ours, be grounded in the gospel. Listen, the gospel is our life. It's our life. It's good news. It set me free. It set you free. It has given you life and liberty. It has given you freedom. It has given you eternal life. It has given you hope. uh, The hope of Christ living in you. Christ in us. The hope of glory. All because of the gospel the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says in verse 24, this ministry that I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify, testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Verse 28, he reminded them, take heed therefore unto yourselves to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. That gospel that has saved us and forgiven us and set us free. If you go to Colossians, we read just a moment ago, look what he says in Colossians chapter 1. He says in verse 23, this continuing in faith, grounded and settled. Be not moved away from the the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature, which is under heaven. Don't be moved away from that hope, the hope of the gospel. He says in verse 24, there's going to be suffering. There will be afflictions. Verse 25, we want to fulfill the word of God. Verse 26, this was hid in ages and all the generations from past, but to come eternal life, but now is made manifest to his saints. Verse 27, "Uh, this gospel is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Think of that. Every tribe, every tongue, every person, doesn't matter where they're from, doesn't matter the color of their skin, it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's the gospel. In verse 28, we preach to every man, we warn every man, we teach every man that we may present every man perfect in Christ. And Paul says, I labor and I strive according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. The gospel. If you look to 1 Corinthians, one more passage, 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 15, a great chapter that explains the gospel at the beginning. And we have it explained and given to us, laid out to us, which is the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then chapter 15 explains the resurrection and this eternal life that we have that this one day incorruptible will take on, the, the corruptible will take on incorruption. And this uh, mortal will take on immortality. And the trumpet's going to sound in verse 52, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. We'll all be changed because of the resurrection of Jesus. And he concludes in verse 55 of chapter 15. After speaking about the gospel, describing and, 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 and a disposition on the resurrection... He says in verse 55, o death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ." Verse 58. "Therefore my beloved brethren, therefore, because of the gospel, because of the resurrection, because of the victory we have in Christ. He says, "My beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable." Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Unmovable. You're here tonight on a Wednesday night. in 2023 and what an opportunity you have in your church and future. Would you ask the Lord to help you be unmovable? Unmovable. Grounded in grace. Grounded in a goal and grounded in the gospel. Plant yourself. Don't be moved away by anything but be committed to Christ. You may have heard the story. Um, A man was flying over the, uh, the South Pacific and he spotted an island and on that island there was smoke coming up from that island and he uh, knew it was an uninhabited island but he saw the smoke and he thought i better check that out so he made a couple rounds and he found a place he could land and he landed on that island and as he was there he followed the smoke back and pretty soon out came this this man and this uh he had a long beard and looked like he had been there for a long time clothes all tattered and and uh, like a true castaway and and um he's like hey i'm i saw the smoke i'm here what what tell me your story. He said, well, 11 years ago, I uh, was stranded here on a boat and I've been here 11 years. I haven't been able to get off and and uh, lived here and survived here. He's like, wow. He said, well, let me take you back to where I live. So we went through the thick and came out in this clearing and, and uh, he was there and there was these there was these three huts that were there. And uh, the guy said, well, hang on a second. Let me get my belongings and, and we'll be ready to go. And so the guy went into the hut and got his clothes and it, didn't have that much. It was a little sack. And he came out. And he said, I'm ready to go. And the pilot said, um, okay. But he said, can I just ask you a question? He said, I'm just curious. He said, you got three huts here. He said, obviously, the one you came out with your clothes is your, is your house you live in. He's like, yeah, that's, that's my home. He said, what's the second hut? He said, well, that's, that's where I go to church. He's like, oh, okay. Wow, okay, that's your church. And he said, what's the third one, if I may ask? What's the third hut? guy got a long face, kind of got a little, uh, just very sober. He said, well, that's where I used to go to church. (laughs) Be unmovable. The problem is always us. Let's be grounded. Let's be grounded in the gospel, the grace of God, and be grounded in a goal. Let God do something in your life. Walk with Him daily. Be strong in the Lord. Strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this time we can meet together and open the Word, the Scriptures. Help us, God, to be unmovable. That we'll be grounded, planted, rooted. Thank You for grace. Thank you that we have a goal. Oh, God, help us to finish. Help us to be serving the day the trumpet sounds. Help us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in your work. May we finish with joy, Lord. Help us. No matter how fiery the trial may be, may we be committed. And Father, I pray that you'd help us that we might... Be grounded in the gospel to testify of it, to proclaim it, to live it, and to know it. Lord, help us. And may we be working as you are working in us mightily. We love you. Thank you for all you've done. In Christ's name,
1: amen. Pastor. I wonder if our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just a moment. Just stand quietly to our feet. The piano is just going to begin playing softly. Maybe tonight, God's spoken to your hearts. Maybe you need to be unmovable. Maybe tonight, one of these areas, God says, Hey, you need to be grounded in this. Maybe tonight, you need to come and just say, Lord, would you help me this year to be unmovable? Just step out of your place and come and pray, or right there in your chair, just to be grounded. Are you grounded in grace? You're grounded in grace? You're grounded in the gospel? Telling the gospel, sharing it with other people. You know what it did for you. Are we giving that to others? Do you have a goal? We want to accomplish this year? What do you want God to do in your life this year? You know, the scripture says, We have not because we ask not. If we haven't asked God to help us to be unmovable and to accomplish a goal, we're never going to do it. Will you be unmovable? always abounding in the work of the Lord doesn't matter what anybody else is doing what about you what about you